was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. <laughs> Hi, it's Lil... so nice to be back with you, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, we had a couple of weeks where you were recording remotely. And, yes. And that was fine. It was good to connect yeah. with you that way, too. But yeah. it's always better to be right. together, I, I right. think, if we can do that. Absolutely. So. So here we are, Lil, still at the beginning of a new year. Yes. We're into February. Yes. Most of us are struggling with our resolutions <laughs> by now, right? <laughs> yeah, mo- most of us. Maybe not you. Maybe not. Maybe not all of us, but most of us are. It feels like if you're if you are like most of us, once again, mm-hmm. if you're like most people, you had something about weight loss or health and wellness that you wrote down in your resolutions this year. Yeah. And it seems like there's an endless supply of diets to try to keep you on track. Yes. Do, do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's like uh, diets, diets everywhere. Yeah. I don't know what to eat, <laughs> right? Right. So today I wanted to talk just briefly about a trend that is less of what, maybe what I consider a diet, which to me a diet is something that's maybe a little trendy, probably a little over restrictive, maybe difficult to sustain. And I wanted to talk a little bit more about what I would see as a lifestyle, Okay. even though it has a name. Okay. That's another thing that diets have. They generally have names, yes. right? It's flexitarianism. You ever heard of that one? No. A flexitarian. You've never heard that phrase no. before? Well, let's dig into okay, it. Okay, let's do it. So a flexitarian diet involves eating more plants and less animal products. So you're not oh. all the way vegetarian. You're not, you know, all the way vegan, mm-hmm. but you're trying to eat more plants and eat less animal products. What do you, oh. what do you think right now? First, first, uh, reaction. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> In this case, less is not more right, to you, right? right? Okay. If you, if you did a Google search for flexitarian diet or another phrase that they use is semi vegetarianism, oh. um, there are all kinds of results that you get. So oh. there's kind of this insinuation that at least in America, we're curious about plant-based eating. And we also might not fully understand how to put it into practice, which is true. I, uh-huh. And I would say that probably describes me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm definitely, you know, Lil, yeah. I'm definitely not willing to jump into full veganism like no. that. That will probably never work for me. Right. And vegetarianism is probably just about as difficult for me, but I did find in our article online on insider magazine that had some interesting things about this concept of flexitarianism. And I thought I would share just a couple of concepts. Okay. okay? So Alyssa Pike, who is a registered dietitian says that flexitarianism is generally defined as a semi vegetarian diet with low to moderate consumption of animal products. So you're not eliminating them, mm-hmm. but you're trying to cut back on them. The goal is to glean some of the health benefits of a vegetarian diet without requiring the person to comply with a hundred percent vegetarian eating pattern. Again, that's according to Pike. Uh, the fact is that eating more plants and less animal products has been linked to a lower risk of a number of health related problems, heart disease, type two diabetes, uh, certain cancers. Um, there are some benefits yeah. to it. Yeah. Which is what has me intrigued enough to at least try to understand it a <laughs> right. little bit more. Because, oh, I love to eat oh, meat. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're looking to reap those health benefits without restricting your diet too much, flexitarian eating could be a good fit. Here's just a couple of things that might help you get started. Number one, think about where you're starting and then set some realistic goals. Oh. So if you're used to eating you know, three servings of meat, every single meal, every single day, you you need to acknowledge that that's where you're starting. 
and then decide where you want to go from that, right. right? So unlike many other diets, flexitarian eating doesn't involve any calorie or nutrient goals. You're just trying to reduce your animal product consumption. So if your goal is just to reduce, mm -hmm. then just take little steps, right? right? So for someone who eats a lot of animal products, cutting back would look different than somebody who doesn't eat very much right. at all, right? right. So uh, one thing that they recommend you can do is to replace meat with other animal products. So for example, eggs oh. might be a good replacement mm -hmm. um, to replace some of the, the protein. Um, the second thing is to cut back on meats. If you're, that's what you're trying to do, try something like a meatless Monday. So just one time a week, say today is the day I'm just going to go full vegetables and fruits. Oh. I'm not going to do any meat. And that's just another way that you have to kind of test, test the waters a right, little bit, dip your right. toe into the pool and see if it's going to work for you. Um, flexitarians who are seeking alternatives for protein should try things like beans mm -hmm. and lentils. We know that those are high in protein legumes, as well as nuts, seeds, and plant-based protein powders. Uh, you can you can help use those to help round out a well balanced diet. And again, just try it on a Monday or right. or whatever day. You know, meatless Monday is is the catchy phrase yes. that they use. And then here's the last one. And this is this is just good advice for any of any of us. Uh, and that is try to build a colorful plate featuring three to four different food groups. Mm. So flexitarian or not, your goal should be to include foods from three to four groups, such as fruits and vegetables, carbs and protein on your plate at every meal. If you're making yourself breakfast. And you notice that you have protein and you have grains, you know, maybe you're having bacon and some, a bagel or cereal or something like that, which is a common thing to right. have for breakfast. Um, you might just ask yourself, is there a way that I could add fruits or vegetables to this meal? So can I, uh, you know, add a bunch of grapes or grab an apple or an orange on my way out the door? So approaching each meal as an opportunity to add plants can feel easier than overhauling your entire diet, which is <laughs> right. the other thing that feels at least intriguing to me right. about flexitarianism. Uh, they say while flexitarian eating plans uh, would I ideally include fresh produce, uh, you can also stock up on staple items such as canned beans, uh, frozen edamame, or grains like quinoa and oats that can help make the diet easier. So just something to think yeah. about, you know, if you're if you're struggling with your <laughs> diet or you know I got to eat better, but I just don't know how to do it. Right. Maybe this concept of flexitarianism mm. might work if if you feel like vegetarianism is too much or mm. vegan is not going to work for you. Um, something to consider. Right. Yeah. I like that meatless Monday. I might have to try that. Well, it's just an idea. Yeah. And, and if you got through that Monday and you felt that it could work for you, maybe you yeah. could continue it. If you still needed some bacon for a, be <laughs> a you know, a bed night snack, right. as my kids used to say, <laughs> um, then, you know, maybe yeah. it's not working for you. But right. anyway, just something to think about. So today's guest is Camilla Clausen. She's a, she's a repeat guest on the show. She's currently a clinical exercise therapist for Intermountain Healthcare, as well as an adjunct professor at Dixie State University, where she teaches aquatic fitness and dance fitness. She has a Bachelor of Science in Human Performance Management or Exercise Science. Uh, she received that in 2004 from Weber State University and is working on her master's from Grand Canyon University in mental health and wellness with Integrated Health. And we're glad to have you back with us, yes. Camilla. How are you? Oh. I'm so good. Well, welcome, welcome back. So the, this is your field. I mean, health and wellness, anything ring true in what I just barely <laughs> talked about? Yeah, actually, you described my diet and I now I have a word to <laughs> put with it. This is exact. That is exactly how I eat. It's like meat is like a treat in our house. I don't cook a lot of meat. So when I, I have three boys and then a husband 
and they're used to like beans and rice and things like that to make a protein, lots of cottage cheese. Actually, a joke is I have a neighbor who always calls me when she needs cottage cheese because she knows I'll have like a tub of it. But yeah, we have replaced. Run over and grab a cup of coffee. (laughs) Yeah. So meat is like a treat, especially if we go out to eat and they're doing like Costa Vida, they'll do pile on the sweet pork or whatever. So it's like meat is a splurge in our house. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that I had a name for it. Yeah. Well, now, now we know. And I mean, definitely there are benefits. Like I, I love meat and, like I said, it would be very difficult for me to just say, I'm just going to go vegetarian. That'd be, that'd be a hard decision for me. But that idea of just cutting back a little bit, it, yeah. it feels doable. And the way that you've kind of integrated it into your meal planning and for your family, that seems like it's been sustainable for you guys. Yeah, we've done it for years. Um, I Selfishly, I don't really love to cook and I hate cooking meat. <laughs> so like if we can grill or if we can like go out to eat and get steaks or something, it's kind of an excuse, you know, like, yeah. but yeah, we love meat. We just don't eat it as much as, yeah. you know, the other stuff. Some others. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you might be on the right track if flexitarianism is your goal. Yeah, I have a, a new word to add to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, Camilla, we're going to talk about actually the topic that we spoke on the last time that you were on the show, which has been several months ago. We want to talk a little bit about mobility flexibility, uh, touch on a a few different types of yoga. Um, Let's jump into that. Why is mobility so important, especially as we age? Okay. Um, Last time I spoke with you, I was kind of talking about, you know, how our life changes. Like the one thing in life that's a guarantee is change. Yeah. And we're just like going to go up in our highs and lows, like until the day we die. Um, And so last time I was um, coming down off of teaching dance fitness and strength and so many high demanding things that I had done. And I was going into a new phase of my life where I was like, you know, I am not feeling like I did at 18. I mobility is something I never worked on flexibility. It's one of the key components of being fit. And I neglected it forever because I wasn't good at it. I was a kid that couldn't even do a somersault. Like I just felt like a brick (laughs) trying to, you know, flip over. And as I started working at the Live Well Center and seeing my older clients um, having injuries or coming back from knee replacement or hip replacement, mobility is life. I have now just found this new passion in finding more mobility, simple things like just washing our back and, you know, like things where our, our mobility is also like our freedom. Yeah. Like as long as you can keep your mobility, like bending down, picking things off the ground, hauling your groceries in. Um, I, a coworker sent me um, a meme yesterday that said, I've never tried yoga, but I've tried picking up my keys off the ground and I think I hate it. <laughs> so now you just um, described me, yes, Camilla. Yes, you that was me. me. <laughs> yes. That was me. And um, so actually a coworker of mine, Shanda, who you know, uh, she started getting she's a yogi. She's amazing. Yeah. And she started getting licensed in chair yoga. And she demonstrated it to the coworkers and I kind of rolled my eyes like chair yoga. Like what (laughs) is this? Right. And a lot of times when I tell people I, I teach chair yoga, they're like, huh? 
like, okay, that sounds super boring, but Shanda showed it to us and I fell in love. I was like, this is something that I need. It was not easy. It was gentle, but it was building my core, building neck, shoulder, hip, mobility, things that I needed. And it gave me a format that made sense to me. I use the chair as more of like a, just a giant yoga block that allows me to hold postures longer and with less strain. And so it actually became quite addicting. And um, I tried it out on my husband, who's all very, very fitness, but low flexibility. <laughs> and we were actually, it was last summer, we were in Nebraska out in the country and we were having to wait. Um, we had an hour to kill. And I'm like, Todd, I want to show you what chair yoga is. And he rolled his eyes. And then right. at the end of it, he's like, he's a barber. He stands all day. And he's like, oh my gosh, I actually feel really good. So I just, sorry to like, just throw that all on you, but I'm really <laughs> excited. Like I, it's like, if somebody had asked me a year ago, if I were going to love chair yoga or teach it, I would have laughed in their face. Like it, I don't even know who I am anymore. I think I say that every time I talk to you. <laughs> well, I'm kind of excited to see this. And yeah. Hear well, and to, and, and to understand a little more, I'll wow. be on, I'll be honest. I, I had never heard the phrase chair yoga before. So yeah. in full disclosure, <laughs> when I, you know, we, we received the information from you that you wanted to touch on today. I, I may have rolled my eyes. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say that I did. I'm not going to confirm or deny it. Yeah. I may have I rolled will. my eyes. No, I just, I didn't know what it meant. So in my mind, it's probably very different from what you just, just even yeah. just lightly touched on. I thought it would be somehow you're doing it as you're, just seated in the chair sounds like you're just using the chair as a as a a base to kind of keep your balance right we do both okay. um All i right. like okay. to um i like to start my clients seated in the chair and then we really work on posture so as you sit i get to cue you of where your hip bones should be where your shoulders should be your ears need to be stacked over your shoulder shoulders over your hips that string attached to the top of your head pulling you up so I set you in this seated posture. I see you correcting your posture I'm as I'm talking to you I'm right now. I'm like adjusting. Yes. She's judging me. I better sit up straight. Yeah, get, get it together, Kyle. So as we get into this posture, then we just do like a normal yoga class. Like I ask people to like focus on their breath and maybe close their eyes and set the intention for their practice. And, you know, even just do a little body scan. I, I love to start my classes like that every time. Do a body scan just to check in with how you're feeling physically and emotionally. Um, this is where kind of my mental health and wellness thing like kicks in is like over the last couple of years and especially this last year, um, we're in fear a lot. So yeah. if you don't just like look in for a moment just to figure out how you're feeling, not even necessarily assigning any negative emotions like, oh, I'm feeling like crap and now I'm mad about it. Or it's just taking inventory that way. Like as you go about the rest of your day, if you take time to do this, you can know what, while you're, why you're reacting some, some way, like either in traffic or with your family or you're on edge. Like if you just give your permit yourself permission to recognize that I'm on edge today, then you can kind of like move around that instead of like, I don't know, it's helped me. Yeah. So we start with our intention. I love to start with seated neck exercises, like just 
um, working the neck. Um, we do a lot of upper body stretching, shoulder mobility, um, and then we'll progress and we'll stand behind the chair. And it allows people, even I have, a lot of my clients have either neuropathy in their feet or arthritis in their hands. And to do a down dog on a mat with the yeah. pressure on your wrist. Yeah. Like there have been times where I have had injuries that you use the chair as the prop to do your down dog. So you do a modified down dog or a modify for whoever. And we do hip opening. We do our warrior two, warrior one, hip hinge. It's everything but with a giant safety net. Yeah. A little bit of help, so, a little bit of support. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I do have a confession to make. Um, <laughs> the last time we talked, it's been months ago, but I, I remember talking about yoga and you talked about, you know, you just haven't found your style yet and you got to try some different things. And it took me about nine months of contemplating what you said, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I'll, you know, I'm, I know that I am getting, tighter and tighter and less and less flexible. I can feel that. Like, like it's, I, I noticed, you know, a year or two ago that it was harder for me to, to back a car up because my neck just didn't turn that way anymore. <laughs> and that was yeah. disheartening to me, you know, cause uh, I, I just didn't like that. So I will say that this, this year, since January, I've actually done a few online yoga sessions, which nice. I'm like you. I never thought I would ever say those <laughs> words. I never thought that would that would come out of my mouth. Now, I'm not going to say that I love it yet. <laughs> In fact, yeah. Lil, Lil knows that I, I have pretty strong feelings about really it still. Yeah. But I but I will say this. I, I've tried different teachers just because, again, I'm just using YouTube and I'm just doing a, a simple search for 30 minutes of yoga beginner. I don't forget the beginner. <laughs> I, I don't forget the beginner. Um, yeah. But I can definitely see, not, not that I've seen a big difference in my mobility or my flexibility, but I can absolutely see how long-term being able to move and to flex and to, just like you said, simply bend over and pick up the keys is life. Right. And you know, even, even if I have to psych myself up every time I'm going to do this 30 minute yoga session, it feels like in the long term, this is something that's going to be good for me and worth it. Um, right. So, you know, don't hold me to this next time we talk, <laughs> I, I, I might have changed my mind again, <laughs> but I'm, but I'm committed to at least giving it a good shot and see if, if it can help open me up a it little bit call it something else. It doesn't have, you have a mental block <laughs> with yoga. It's and true, so, I do. <laughs> but think about just what you said, like backing out the car, things like that. In my class, we also do things where we're tracking objects like our fingers and things like that with our vision. So we're like working our eyes as well and then working both sides of the body. So I'll do kind of little coordination things that get everybody laughing because you're trying to tap your shoulder and look away and multitask. Yeah. And so it's a way to keep the brain fresh as well. But that tracking things with your neck mobility and just your eye strength, it changes as you age. It affects your balance. Vision is one of the biggest, you know, components to balance. And if you don't strengthen that, you lose it. And so that, that means driving a car. I mean, mobility really is freedom. It's, yeah. um, there's no denying it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and like you said, it, it, it seems like there are so many great options that are available out there and uh, put, set the stigma aside, you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't know where it came from. I, I don't know where it came from, but yeah, someone says the word yoga and it's like, 
I feel like the hyenas in uh, the Lion King when they see Mufasa. Yeah. You know, I just yeah. feel that, that uncomfortable feeling. But but mobility is so crucial. So you got to find a way yeah. to maintain it. Yeah, something that's helped me with you know getting rid of that is because I have like I want to dance and I want to move and I just feel like I can't focus. Is breaking it up. Like I just not doing like going and doing a full yoga class. I started with just gentle yoga, um, beginner yoga on YouTube. I did the same thing. And then now I have the excuse that I teach it weekly, the live well center. We offer gentle mat yoga and chair yoga, um, almost every day. And so now I get paid to do something that I'm supposed to do. (laughs) And then I've fallen in love with my clients who, um, are, reaping the benefits and get, you know, getting freedom back in other areas. Awesome. So we've kind of alluded to this and touched on it already, but uh, a lot of our listeners are from outside of the area. Mm -hmm. What's the best way to, to to give it a try to just, you know, give in and and give it a shot. If if you've never really been into uh, yoga or don't know much about it, what's the best way to, to jump into it and give it a shot? So information has never been more easily available. Like YouTube, it can be your best friend with yoga. I like what you said, Kyle, like you have to like try different instructors because if you don't mesh with them, uh, YouTube is a great, great tool. There are so many high quality um, videos that are short and then just picking out like your trouble area. Like if it's your low back or your neck, find a video that has that in mind And that way, you know, it's not like, okay, I'm wasting my time doing this other stuff. It's something that you, sadly, we wait until we lose something until we, there's no preventative most of the time. It's like, oh, now I have a symptom, dang. And that's okay. It's better, you know, late than never. So just finding something that may be bothering you, put that in your, your search engine and like shop around a little bit. Yeah, great advice, and and that's what I have found too. You know, I, I I definitely wanted to do something very beginner, and and I didn't have a problem with the with the teachers that I found initially, but I just couldn't keep up. You know, I just couldn't keep up. But I have found this one, uh, this one guy, and I can't even remember the name of it. I'll I'll have to go back through my history to find him again. But but it seems like I have found. S- you know, uh, a, a series at least that I'm going to work through the series. I'm being really yeah. careful with my words here. I don't want to be committed to something I'm not going to stick with, but, um, but yeah, I've, I, he's got a six series and it's a beginner yoga for men type thing. And I've done two of them and I, I you know, I hate this guy. Like I, I, I'm angry. At him. I I'm angry at him by the end of the thing, but uh, I feel yeah. like I've got at least four more in me and then we'll see where we yeah. go from there. So the thing is, is be patient with yourself. Uh, yoga, just like anything else, is a journey. It's a practice. It's never perfection. Um, just adding something new is good for your brain, if nothing else. And it doesn't, It a lot of times you'll find videos where it says beginner. And it's like, if it doesn't feel beginner, keep searching. Yeah. Find something that you can be okay with and then build upon that. Love it. Great, great yeah. advice. Camilla, thank you for thank joining you. us today. We, we appreciate it when you're able to come and, and I, I like your, I just like your natural, uh, realistic approach right. to mobility <laughs> and flexibility. So yeah. hopefully Thanks we'll for have, having you back, me. have you back sometime. Thank you. Okay. Wonderful. Lil. Yes. 
all good stuff, it, right? Really good it's always stuff. good stuff. Absolutely. But uh, that whole idea of just be patient with yourself right. and th- that that's where honestly I struggle. Like <laughs> I, I want to just bend over and be able to touch <laughs> my toes. And I just want to do all those things. And I, I can't, did, I did yoga once. Why can't I do that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just to wrap us up here. If you're, um, we're actually looking for nominations of our change makers, mm-hmm. which are people who are really making a difference in the world. This is part of our 50 over 50 initiative. So they must be over the age of 50. But if you know someone who's making a difference and ought to be recognized, we want to invite you to visit the 50 over 50.care. Mm-hmm. Hit that nominate button and let us know about it. Also a reminder that team registration for the Huntsman World Senior Games is now open. We have almost 600 total teams across all of our sports that have registered. So we're looking forward to a great event in October. We also want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show, we turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe to the podcast pretty much anywhere that they're found. If you're listening by podcast, take a moment, give us a rating, write a quick review. Uh, One of the best and easiest places to leave a review is at podchaser.com slash the active life. And then you can find this in previous shows right on our website as well. Today's inspirational thought comes from the inestimable Dr. Seuss. He says, you have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself any direction you choose. Until next Thursday, stay active. Stay active.